You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javano Kelly live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Greetings, greetings beautiful people. My name is Simon Javan Okelo. I am excited to be here with you for another amazing episode of the African Father in America podcast. Today I am truly privileged to be joined by Nas Judy, who is an incredible creator. But Nas Judy is also a nurse and one of the people that helped me make Madaraka Festival possible this year. Uh, Nas Judy, just go ahead and say hello before we begin the show. Hello, guys. Yes, I'm Nas Judy. Excellent, excellent. I'm, I'm just so happy that you made the time for us to connect. I know how busy you are, so this means a lot to me uh, personally. Now, as usual, for those who join uh, the African Father in America podcast on a day-to-day -day basis, we do this Monday to Friday. We've been doing it for the last three years, so uh, we have a small community of people that follow this uh, show and this content consistently. So we have a proverb, and that's how we ground ourselves. This is one of my favorite ways to start my day with an African proverb. So here we go. Uh, don't buy a goat because of its voice only. Don't buy a goat because of its voice only. This uh, proverb is from Sierra Leone uh, in West Africa. And I have three nuggets of wisdom that I am going to share with you quickly. And then I am going to invite uh, Nas Judy to also speak about this proverb briefly before we continue with the rest of the show. So the first nugget of wisdom says that don't judge a book by its cover, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. The second nugget of wisdom says that appearances can be deceiving. You know, what you see is not the whole picture. You know, you need to dig a little bit deeper, you know. And then the third nugget of wisdom says that look beyond the surface to see the true value of something or someone, you know, do your own research. You know, we are living in the era of social media where our accounts are being hacked. Uh, there are people that just admire us for what they see, but they really don't know who we are. Uh, and sometimes people come at you in ways that are very disrespectful and, and uncomfortable. But if they knew who you are, they would actually approach you differently. So this uh, beautiful proverb is just a reminder that we should not judge something uh, or someone based on superficial appearances. Nas Judy, what do you think about it yourself? <laughs> truly, truly, look can be deceiving. <laughs> That's the first thing I'll say about this. When I first saw that proverb, I was like, well, this is exactly the meaning of look can be deceiving. Because most of the times, of course, we make decision based on appearance it's just like a human thing even like when it comes to dating most of the time men the first thing they will look at is appearance but appearance can be very deceiving so we find ourselves making decisions based on appearances and then later you realize you didn't consider all these other important factors like uh person uh, person characteristic the traits and what or maybe it's a business or it's a school you just take your child to a school because it looks beautiful or it's hyped or it's a it's looking like a rich kid but you don't get to really learn what exactly it is and also like you have said in the era of social media most of the time we are just quick 
to go by what we see, but most of the time, what is displayed is not really what is on the ground. What is on the ground is totally different sometimes. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Man, uh, I see that quite a few people have joined us for the show already. Uh, we are live on multiple platforms. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, uh, X, uh, formerly Twitter. We're also live on LinkedIn uh, and also on AMP. You know, AMP is a new, uh, you know, audio, social audio app that Amazon uh, recently launched. And I love using it because you can also play music in that app particularly but i just love it for podcasting um so uh wherever you oh no i'll send you a link so that you can join it you know the beauty of amp is they pay creators you know uh oh, really? yeah they pay creators uh and it's only available in the us at the moment so it's still very new uh i know some of the leaders the people who who are behind it you know so if you're interested in using AMP, I'll send you a link to check it out. And also, uh, I love AMP. I feel like you'd be a perfect creator for AMP because you can play Saudi Soul, all, all kinds of music that are available on Amazon Music is also there. You know, uh, you could be having a conversation with a group of friends and you're playing music through that app, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so... Um, one of my favorite, uh, first of all, I want to ask everyone who is watching, particularly on YouTube, take a minute and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, that's one of the ways that you can support this show. Uh, now I want to talk just a little bit. I want to take our conversation further. If you're just joining us, uh, my special guest today is Nurse Judy, who is a professional nurse by night. And uh, she's also an influencer, you know, a beauty and lifestyle influencer. Uh, she's an incredible mom uh, and also she's one of the influencers and leaders here in the African diaspora that helped me make Madaraka Festival uh, what it was. This is the ninth year of Madaraka Festival and it was the most successful Madaraka Festival because we did six cities, you know, and that was a lot of work. I could not do it on my own. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But for now, uh, I want you, Nas Judy, to think about a story uh, around when you are 8 to 12 years old that uh, continues to inspire you today uh, so that you can gain the courage and just the drive to do what you do. For me, when I was about 8 years old back in Kisumu, Kenya, my mother gave me a bicycle and uh, asked me to help her distribute milk and bread in our neighborhood. You know, when you live in the, in the ghetto, uh, a, a loaf of bread was divided into four. You know, then it's sold into you know for literally four families would share that uh, same loaf of bread uh, you know uh, cooking oil was also divided into smaller pieces so my job was to distribute all these products in the ghetto you know uh, and this really gave me a lot of confidence in dealing with people a lot of uh, courage in building relationships uh, and, and networking in a way that if you look at Madaraka today, the way it is, it really came from those years of learning and being around my mother who uh, was a second wife in a polygamist marriage and she, was all, she had to be creative in order for us to survive, you know. So share something similar, something uh, that when you look back, you say that, you know, this story, this moment is really why I wake up every day today. 
Wow, okay. I don't even know whether I have this like a one particular moment that, because I think for me, it's just like my whole childhood and the challenges and growing up in poverty is one thing that really drives me to keep working hard, to keep putting in the work and effort. Because one thing for sure, I fear poverty. Because growing up in poverty, oh my God, you don't want that to happen to you again or to your generation. I'm constantly reminding myself that I'm in the journey to break the chains of poverty because I know what it is like to grow up in poverty. So I really don't have like a particular moment, but I have a few moments that I, I can talk about. Uh, like uh, there's a time I remember when I was around uh, in class, in class four, I'm around what age? I have no idea, but just keep going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you're maybe I, maybe you're around eight actually, because my eight nine, my oldest daughter is in uh, fourth grade and she's nine years old. So yeah, 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 I, yeah. I think I must have been around the age of eight and ten. So I remember, because uh, uh, I come from a family of four. By the way, to start with my story, uh, I was born in Kenya in a small village. Uh, called Kariandusi. I'm really usually very proud of where I've come from. And so I was raised by a single mom because I lost my dad when I was four years old. So there's this time my mom had gone for a seminar and then she had left like a few, uh, like just a small shopping to take us through the week. And then it happened, uh, some inconveniences happened and she did not come the day she was supposed to come. And that the day, like everything got finished. So I remember we were just there outside our house. We don't have food. We're waiting for our mom. And wow, looking back at that moment, every time I keep feeling like that's the drive that has always made me want to work so hard because I wouldn't want to be at a point where even basic, you know, the basic are such a struggle. It's it's a challenge. So. There are so many moments like those that make me want to keep going. And then uh, one of the other things is um, growing up with a mom who was like HIV positive and she was public about it. I remember actually she came public uh, about it when we were very young and when the stigma was real. You know, like these days people really don't care about HIV most of the time. They, I think actually you'll find people fearing pregnancy more than HIV. So anyway, um, growing up uh, with my mom and taking her to clinics, it's also the reason why it inspired me to get into nursing, just taking care of my mom, taking her to clinics, wanting to understand which are these tests being done on her. And, you know, every time like she would fall sick, I was the one who was like the caregiver. And actually, I think that's where I got my passion and drive to get into what I currently do in nursing. So that's just one of the moments to show how and what inspired me to become a nurse. Well, we should talk a bit about nursing. Uh, but I just I just love, uh, you know, the stories you shared with us. And uh, I, I, I now have a better understanding, you know, of really where we you know where your 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 energy and your commitment to your craft and your community as well comes from uh but i want you to share with us what it is like uh to to be a nurse here in the u.s you know because i think a big part of your following on social media 
are also people who are interested in becoming nurses and i just want you to take a moment paint a picture of uh, what it is like to be a nurse here in the u.s like why that is important to you uh, but also how you've impacted people's lives because i feel like uh, so many people have learned from you and they are now building a career uh, in the in the u.s health system because of uh, the content that you create true thank you so yeah um I remember growing up, I really wanted to come to the U.S., even not just as a nurse, but I always wanted to say, when I grow up, I, I must go to the U.S. I didn't even know what I'm coming to do to the U.S. But anyway, fast forward, I do my nursing in Kenya, and then I realized, yes, it was amazing, but uh, I came to learn that, of course, if I come to do my nursing in America, there are going to be more opportunities and more growth for me. Because uh, comparing... You know, like the minute here in U.S. you say you're a registered nurse, it's such a big deal. In Kenya, we are not appreciated. We are underpaid. We are overloaded with a lot, especially when you work in the biggest, big private hospital. You're going to find yourself with a lot of workload. You're not well compensated. So that's one of the things that made me start my journey to come to America because I could see I had a mentor who had come before me and I could see how her life like really changed drastically. She had worked in Kenya as a nurse for like 30 years and you could see there was no growth for her at all. And then she comes to America and within two years there was so much growth like in terms of her career and even financially. Because America honestly, the people who are here keep complaining about the nursing here. It's actually, this life no balance. Because <laughs> the people who are born here, you'll find so many nurses really complain, saying, you know, uh, the pay is not much. But people who come from Africa, if you come here, you really appreciate what these people pay you. And what I like about the nursing here, it's so diverse. You're not confined in, you're not limited to just... Uh, bedside or just being a nurse there's you can progress like from being a registered nurse you can do your nurse practitioner you you can keep you can move away from just bedside and do travel nursing there's no travel nursing in you know in africa there's a lot of things you can venture in as a nurse here in america and also like the money you are able to make here as a nurse you're able to grow yourself even to start like to invest or start a business on the side which was not something that would be possible as a nurse in Africa. Like in Africa, you are able to make just enough money probably just to pay your bills. And sometimes it's not even enough. You find yourself, you're being paid and you're still uh, every month to month, you're on the, those money loan apps because the money is not enough at all. But other than the money, the growth and the opportunities here are just great. I love that. I love that. Yeah, so many lessons for nurses here and people who are born here and they take nursing as a career. I agree that a lot of them, uh, well, a lot of people, not even just nurses, but a lot of people here don't see the privilege that they have, you know. And so uh, even even with Madaraka Festival, one of the things that uh, stood out for me across all the cities where uh, Kenyans were the majority at the events that we attended, all the all the venues ran out of drinks, you know, because Kenyans have purchasing power in the U.S. 
so some some of the venue owners were asking me so who are these people where do they get all this money they drank everything you know <laughs> I, I, but i think i noticed when kenyans come here anyway kenyans everywhere they go they are very aggressive they will really work hard but also when it comes to party hey kenyans are gonna spend on alcohol <laughs> yeah they don't play around they don't they, they don't? <laughs> yeah they they save to have a good time and yeah. Kenyans work hard if a Kenyan is somewhere you will notice you will know that you know there's a Kenyan over there you know uh, recently but, sorry go ahead oh because I wanted to say like actually I realized there are Kenyans who come here they put in the work they're so hard they're so hard working you find that they come here and even start opportunities that Americans didn't know existed like there are so many Kenyans who are coming here and starting all these group homes. Like when you go to Seattle, not so many like white people own the group homes. It's Kenyans. Mm. These yeah, group Kenyans. Kenyans are very aggressive. Wherever they go, they just grab the opportunities and they become so aggressive about it. And it's something very good. Yeah, it's unique. It's unique. Uh, I was saying earlier that there's a friend from high school. We were actually not friends. We were just in the same high school and he visited Seattle. He was doing an exam here uh, because it, it took a very special, uh, you know, uh, like career path where he's controlling the, the electric grid. You know, in Kenya, sometimes Nakuru has electricity uh, and Eldoret does not have electricity. Sometimes Kisumu has electricity and Nairobi does not have electricity. So he was he was the person controlling that like one of those people so he came to to understand how he could do that in the US uh and he didn't know anyone so someone from high school gave him my information and somehow we got connected and he he didn't have a US number and i explained to him you go and sit at this uh you know park and ride and uh just wait for me uh if i'm late for 15 minutes it's okay but i'm telling you he got there and Kenyans, just as we know it, within a few minutes, three different people were calling me that, you know, there's a Kenyan here that is waiting for you. And another person was calling me, you know, there's a Kenyan here that is waiting for you. <laughs> so uh, he, he was able to make friends and everybody wanted to help him. Everybody felt like, oh, you know, if you're waiting for someone, he needs to come right now. You know, you know what I mean? So Kenyans just yeah. have a way... Uh, you know, to connect and quickly Make build connection. friendships, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I also just want to check in with our viewers and listeners. Uh, we are here for another episode of the African Father in America podcast, and uh, clearly we are having a great time. Uh, my guest today is Nas Judy. And, um, you know, Nas Judy has shared with us a little bit about her story, a little bit about her nursing career, uh, a little bit about why she does not like poverty at all and why she works so hard. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I want to create space for you, uh, Nas Judy, so that you can now just talk to us about a project that you're currently pushing. You know, uh, what is it that if anybody is watching or listening and they really want to support you, they really love your story, and what they want is how can I, how can I support? And also... How can I stay connected with Nas Judy? Uh, speak to those two things real quick. Okay, to start with how you can stay connected with me, mostly, most of the time, I'm active on social media, uh, to be specific, Instagram. I think Instagram is my favorite place. I have tried TikTok, 
but sometimes I go to TikTok and I find it so ghetto and so all over the place and I just come back to <laughs> I come back to Instagram but it's a good platform but I prefer Instagram so that's where I connect with uh, most of my audience um, I'm quite influential on Instagram by the way so you should follow me there I really make good content on Instagram let me just brag or give myself flowers <laughs> you'll find content that is gonna help you around health around nursing especially like the nurses who are looking to come to America I would encourage you to start your journey to come to America and if you need like uh, some sort of guidance I always help with that it depends I already have like content a lot of content on how you can start your journey to America using agency or you can do a self-sponsored process and well when it comes to self-sponsored process I encourage you to use my the videos that I have made for you to be able to do that but if you're not able to do that I already have like a website I created where you can pay some fee for you to be able to get the guidance for how to go about it and also I help with people to get hospitals that can do a green card sponsorship for you so you can connect with me on Instagram and if you're interested in that kind of process I can help with that uh, for currently something I'm working on I would say it's YouTube I have two things I'm working on uh, I'm working on YouTube that's what I'm re I want to be consistent there because I feel like I have a lot to share with people and Instagram is not enough and I feel if I go on YouTube and try to grow the channel would be a better channel to connect with more people and help more people so please connect um, go on my YouTube channel which is Nas Judy Kenya subscribe and I just recently started making content but I have more and more in store for you uh, the other thing that I'm working on it's not something that I want to talk about you know they, they say don't uh, until it cooks <laughs> so until it cooks that's when I would be ready to share about it and to push it but yes there's something else that I'm working on and I'm really praying to God that it comes to fruition <laughs> that's that's fantastic thank you thank you so much uh, I, I want you to just speak about uh, Madaraka festival for a moment you know uh, how was it for you uh, how was it uh, working with me and just the team to make Madaraka festival uh, year number nine uh, what it was okay first of all let me say thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to work with you on the Madaraka festival which was such a success it was such a great festival first of all wow I don't even know how you were able to do it of course you had like a big team that was behind you to support you but the turnout the turnout Simon was great like even when we started uh, we started working on it uh, when you first reached out I didn't know like it was going to be such a big thing because you know I'm used to like uh, the event where yes artists come and then we're just like in a small club you know but this one it ended up being like we filled that stadium in Seattle. What was the name again? Benaroya Hall. Oh my God, it was so yeah. surreal. <laughs> I got there and I'm like, wow, wow. That, that, that was amazing. So anyway, it was amazing working with you to where you, there was this festival that was bringing all Africans together. And I, I think we were just not Kenyans. I think I saw different communities even like I met some Ethiopians there I met some Gurners some Nigerians and even some whites so you brought really like all uh, African communities together to celebrate our culture and you know bringing 
our biggest artists, King Kaka, Saudi Soul, and all that. It was just amazing. That's just something I would like to be part of over and over again. Yeah, that's and it beautiful. was so easy to work with you. You you made it so easy to work with you. So you're an amazing person to work with, I would say. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, I appreciate it too. I appreciate your support uh, and the support of our whole community, you know, uh, for, for coming out, uh, you know. And, and it's true. It felt great uh, being at Benaroya Hall. Uh, which was just announced as the best, uh, you know, concert venue in the Pacific Northwest uh, yesterday, you know. Uh, they were just announced as the best concert venue. Uh, but I think they've won so many awards because uh, of how the venue is built, you know, and how the venue is just built for exactly what uh, Madaraka Festival presented there but uh, they've never had an African uh, festival there. They've never had an African artist uh, headline any show there. And they've never seen the number of African people that we took there. So it was just beautiful. Um, you know, uh, I took time. I took time and I walked, uh, you know, in the queues as people were lining up to get in. Uh, I took time to interact with people before they got in the, in the venue. Uh, I met people that I, I met when Madaraka first happened uh, in Seattle in 2014. And um, it felt so good. It felt so good. Uh, it was a reminder that, you know, this needs to continue so that our kids one day can actually be the ones doing it, can, can be the ones producing it. And we are just sitting there and enjoying it because we need to do events that make us proud, you know. Uh, you know, events that uh, when we think about, we want to put on our best clothing and show up uh, in a way that people know that today there's an African festival happening in downtown Seattle. You know, that's that's really how that felt for me. But I feel like it's something we need to do consistently. And uh, I'm just happy that you're willing to continue supporting in, in, in whatever way that you can, you know. Oh, very much. That was one of a kind I can say. I don't think I have, I, I, I've never attended such a thing ever since I came to America. And I would like that to continue. You're really doing a great job and I hope you continue making it happen for us Africans. I have never seen so many Africans in one place. It's so exciting. You know, when you're, you really don't appreciate like seeing Africans when you're in Africa than when you're here. <laughs> it feel, yeah, it's, it's a different yeah. kind of excitement. 100%, 100%. Uh, and, and definitely, you know, here, a lot of the time, the Kenyans are in their own circles, the Ethiopians are in their own circles, the Nigerians, the Ghanaians. But Madaraka Festival brings us together, especially because you find that there's a Nigerian chef there, there's a Kenyan chef there, there's a Ugandan vendor selling something. So these communities, and also the artists are diverse. You know, we have we had a Zimbabwean artist, Trinidad and Tobago artist. So you find that the the African community from Africa, African Americans, the the Caribbean, we all converge at Madaraka. And I've been very lucky and very privileged that over the last nine years we've been able to keep that. And then this year we learned that there is actually demand for it across the country, you know. So whether we were in New York, you know, people turned up in large numbers and supported. Uh, in fact, New York was really an emotional show because we had postponed it, you know. 
because uh, there was a delay with Saudi souls, um, you know, travel arrangements. So it was supposed to be the first show, but it ended up being one of the last shows. And I yeah. was extremely worried about it. So uh, when it was sold out like a week before the event, I was like, wow, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, it felt great. And then even in the audience, there was a certain level of emotion. There are people who had been traveling with us from Atlanta to Dallas, from Dallas to Seattle, from Seattle to uh, <laughs> L.A., and then from L.A. to New York. They tr they used their own money and they went to the whole tour, you know? Wow. Yeah, so it, it was like a caravan. It was like a Madaraka caravan, you know? Um, and I'm really excited to to try and do that intentionally. You know, this time it was just a few people, about 15 people, I saw them everywhere and I felt like I need to I need to know this person really well, you know, because people don't just show up for you like that, you know. Uh, know. Anyway, so I just uh, first of all, thank you. And uh, thank you to the people who joined the caravan. Uh, this coming year, we should create an intentional caravan where we know that, OK, uh, this is how we are doing this. And uh, we, we also bring people from back home because uh, right after Madaraka, I went back home to Kenya, and uh, the the impact there was huge, you know. So, you know, we need more people coming here to actually be a part of Madaraka. But uh, I just want to now create space for you uh, to talk about anything that we did not uh, talk about, any question I did not ask you, any closing comments before we finish our time together. Okay, what did we talk about? Wow, I can't believe the way I'm always a talker. I am now almost blank. <laughs> I, I always have like something to say, but um, I think something that we didn't touch on was what? Ah, wow. Woo. It's, it's, uh, it's all good, it's all good. Just the the pose and the way you you've taken time to think about it is also <laughs> is also that thing you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but okay. Basically, I think also I didn't mention that I am a mom. So, uh, okay. Currently, I don't have my family here, and they're they're back in Africa. And actually, that's one of the things that people have been asking me to talk about. And I plan to talk about on my channel uh, about like, uh, how it is like, and I know there's so many, you know, people in America who have their kids back at home. And, you know, they just want to learn how they how like how to hack. There's no way actually there's no like a, a formula or a hack of to, how to do like a long distance parenting it's just plain hard to be honest there's so many days i wake up and i feel like wow i just want to pack my bags and go because you know when it comes to the immigration process it can take a long time so like for me i've been waiting for my immigration process to go through for my kids for i think about nine months there are people who have been waiting even for like 10 years and i'd actually consider myself lucky because i'm still able to at least leave the country and go and see them and we all know how sometimes it can be hard for people who are not even able to leave the country oh there was something that happened yeah yeah it's uh that's amp these are the app that we're using when oh, someone 
Yeah, when someone comes, uh, when someone joins, you hear that sound, do, 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 just to uh. notify, you know, you as the host that someone is listening, you know. Uh, oh. But it's also very disrupting. I don't like that about the app. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I was like, okay, who is attacking us? This yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I do. I do appreciate what you're saying, though. You know, it's hard. It's hard to be a mom from a distance, you know. Uh, and uh, it's also I- incredible to think about uh, how many people, especially in the African community, uh, sacrifice being with family in order for them to actually earn a living and support their family back home, you know. Uh, it's a... It's a big, big sacrifice, and uh, uh, there are things that we can't control, but there are things that we can control, you know. Uh, and yeah. the U.S. immigration is one of those things that we can't control, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually one of those things that is going to teach you so much patience. You know, I've, I'm naturally, I'm usually a very impatient person, but ever since I started working with the immigration process, oh my God, it humbled me. I had to learn the art of patience. Because, you know, it's not like in our country where you are able to go around it. You know what I mean? Like, there's a way you can go behind things, or if you know, you know someone, you know, you can get things done. But here, there's no shortcut. You just have to wait and follow a certain... So it's it's hard. Sometimes you feel like, okay, at the end of the day, I'm sacrificing this. I'm doing all this for them. You know, that's how you just encourage yourself. But there's no how, because I think that's a question I get a lot. Like, how how um, I mean, I want to go to, the, but I'm scared. What do I do? But there's no way around. It's just like, wait, why am I doing this? At the end of the day, I'm doing it for them. So, but yeah, and uh, I think. All of that is easy. The hardest part is explaining it to your children, you know, because their little beautiful minds do not understand. You know, they feel like their parents are the most powerful people they know. So they're like, who is that in U.S. immigration? You know, why can't you just... (laughs) (laughs) So like my son, sometimes I'm talking to my son and he's like, Daddy said he's going to buy us the green card. Why is it not buying the green card yet? It's, it's like he it thinks he's going to the shop and give money and get there. Yeah, yeah it's, so. it's, it's, it's incredible. And, and one of the beauty of being a content creator is that you can talk about these things and your children can watch them too, you know. Because um, for me, the reason why I, I podcast, uh, you know, Monday to Friday and I use these African proverbs is so that someone else does not tell my story. I tell it myself daily and I talk about the things that are important to me so that even if something happens to me one day, the content is out there. It's, it can't be erased and, uh, you know, my daughters can easily watch and say, okay, this is how he looked. This is how he, he was thinking. This is how he laughed, you know. Uh, this is how he talked about his struggle. So I feel yeah. like... A lot of people wait to write a book. A lot of people wait to make a movie. But these social media platforms can also be used in a way that you are archiving your story and you do it in a way that is uh, empowering to other people, especially uh, your own children. <laughs> True. And actually, actually, that's where now, uh, why the reason, the reason why I started being a creator, because I realized 
talking about my journey also it's something that you know when i tell my stories when i tell my journey it really encourage someone it enlightens some people on certain things that i talk about uh, if i'm talking about like health it sometimes there are things people learn about health if i'm talking about parenthood you know there's something that you'll find that you can borrow from my journey if i'm talking about like just the challenges and experiences i've been through either you're going to get inspired you're going to get encouraged you're going to get motivated because we are all battling through things we are all going through things and sometimes you could be going through something and you're thinking oh i'm just the only one going through this but you see sometimes i'll make content and someone will come to my dm and tell me oh my god you have no idea how you have made me feel like if you went through this and this is where you are now then i can make it because most of the time with my platform, I always show like, I have been through this. I'm never afraid of showing what my struggles are. Like, even when I came to America, I have shown a time where I went to a negative of negative 74. So that you just don't think, oh, you're in America. You, The moment you alight the flight, you're just going to be bowling throughout. No, you're going to have those seasons and it's okay. And you can come out of it. So I show you, this is like, what I've been through and what I did to come out of it. It's incredible. It's incredible uh, what you're saying. And I learned that from some of the biggest uh, creators, you know, uh, here in America. I learned that, I learned that uh, for example, someone like uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, when Amazon was, was starting, uh, he succeeded. He got most of the funding the, the day that he was about to shut down, you know. Uh, Elon Musk, uh, you know, he got his investor on for Tesla, uh, you know, just a few days before he declared bankruptcy, you know. So a lot of us, um, you know, we give up when we are just about to succeed, you know. <laughs> true. Yeah. true. Yeah, we give up when we're just about to succeed. And if we could just hold on a little longer, you know, uh, uh, then what we've always dreamt uh, about uh, would would happen would happen before our eyes, and as you human beings, you know, we are ambitious. We always want uh, big and great things. And if we are driven, you know, like you're sharing with me earlier, your own story. Once you accomplish an, one big thing, like you made it to America, you you got into nursing, you're now a creator. Who knows uh, what is coming next? You know, so. Uh, I just want to encourage you to continue on and I want to thank uh, our viewers and our listeners uh, for joining us today. Uh, I see that Stephen has made a comment there that he's joining us from Kisumu. Thank you so much. Um, Nas Judy, we should have you back on the show. I know we have to wrap up now, but uh, yeah. I, I just want us to have you back. Um, can you share your YouTube channel one more time so that those who are here can uh, actually go and subscribe? Oh yeah, my YouTube channel is Nas Judy Kenya. Just Nas Judy and K E. It's actually Nas Judy K E. When okay. you search that, it's just gonna pop up. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you watch the videos that I've put recently, and I have more coming. Actually, I'm uploading another one today, sharing my journey of how I came here, so that probably someone can it can help someone way around it uh, to also you know, if you aspire to come here. And maybe my last remarks, I would, um, I just because uh, we were just talking about how going through challenges, one of my things that I have come to learn and I would like to uh, leave that as my last remark to the audience is always remember that 
I think it's always darkest before dawn. I have been in situations where I feel like I have made the worst mistake coming here because you go through intense challenges. But I came to realize when I have gone through the most is when now like a breakthrough comes. So I'm constantly reminding myself, Judy, don't give up. It's darkest before dawn. So and learn the art of patience keep doing keep a positive mind keep going sometimes yes uh like you might start something and it's not like i'm sure like even the madaraka festival when you started it just didn't pick up like oops like that yeah. it was a process yeah. so most of the time we start something like i'm I, I just started a youtube channel and i want to be at 50k by tomorrow it doesn't happen like that it's no, consistently it, yeah. keeping positive yeah yeah you have to sacrifice a lot uh and a lot of people will laugh at you and in fact people are closest to you uh mm. you know your friends will be like oh you know you'll actually be alone as you are getting more subscribers as your as your bank account is becoming bigger you're losing more friends and mm. more more people that were around you when you are willing to tolerate nonsense are, are just going to go away you know so uh i, I was learning this I always I always pay attention to the stories of successful people and I try to understand uh, uh how did they make it there but how how do they really feel about their success like how are they dealing with the loneliness that comes with um you know you have to concentrate on the work and the more you concentrate the more time you need and the more knows you have to say no to so many people in order for you to be able to say yes to your calling and your vision uh and uh that's what i'm learning that some of the most successful people they work a lot you know some people uh, will come out here and tell you life uh, work life balance and things like that and this uh i think you should know yourself you know and uh for me i just believe in hard work you know extreme hard work you know that's why i have guests that don't show up for this show because it's too early for them and i'm okay with that you know i respect you for making that early to come to your show <laughs> yeah but the thing that the, the thing that is beautiful about this show is while many people in the west coast of the us think it's early it's 9 a.m. in the morning in the east coast you know Yeah, it's four o'clock in Kenya, you know, four p.m. in the afternoon. It's two p.m. in London, you know. It's three p.m. in in Ghana and West Africa. So, uh, what might feel like early is midday somewhere, and people are actually doing well. So, and the thing is, YouTube is in all these places. Facebook is in all these places. So, um, over time, people get to. Uh, you know, I have people who text me that, hey, uh, why are you not live today, you know? And I tell them, oh, today um, I just decided to take a break. Then they were like, why didn't you tell me? They're holding you accountable, but they're not yeah. even paying you, you know? <laughs> and they're, they're not even a subscriber, you know? And yeah. then they ask you, so what is the proverb for the day, you know? After you've told them, no, today my daughter was sick. I needed to take a break, you know? and they're like okay just tell me the proverb for the day you know <laughs> so wow. then you find a proverb and just send them then they're like thank you and they then they leave you alone so it's really 
a commitment that uh, people who see the value in what we are doing uh they, they they just want to come back you know and it might just be that one person uh and that's the one person that when you're doing Madaraka festival and you talk about it on the show they will tell you that hey by the way you know i work at boeing and i want to connect you so that boeing sponsors the event you know a lot of people ask me how are you getting all these sponsors you know it's through small things that i do uh for people yeah. uh, through small problems that i solve for people that then people commit to helping me solve a bigger problem you know <laughs> yeah yeah anyway we should end because it looks like now we are not going to end so <laughs> we'll, i know we can yeah. talk <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we'll we'll talk again um soon you know just use the same link uh, book another time for us to okay. get together and uh, i just appreciate you keep up the good work and to Uh, our viewers and listeners uh, thank you so much for supporting make sure you subscribe to the channel i'll see you tomorrow same time same place same vibration take care nas judy bye thank you so much african father in america You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokelo live from